Hello and welcome to Confessions of a Cosmetologist with Shade Camille. I am so excited for episode one. And in episode one, I really just wanted to give an opportunity to um, introduce myself and uh, talk about why beauty industry, why am I so passionate about this and why I wanted to create this podcast. So I have been in the beauty industry for the better part of 12 years. And the number one question that you get asked is, what made you decide to, you know, start doing hair? Like, what made you decide to be in this industry? And the funny thing about it is I never wanted to do this. (laughs) I never wanted to do this. I actually wanted to do medical coding billing. My mom was the one who suggested that I pursue this career. Um... She was like, you do a really good job on your hair. Like, you're really good at it. You like, you should pursue that. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, like, whatever. Um, and then I, you know, was a team mom. My, my, my daughter, my birthday is July 17th. Her birthday is July 20th. So she, 25th. So she was um, definitely a birthday present for me. And teen mom you know, trying to figure out life, uh, ended up moving to to Memphis and was out there trying to be an adult, like learning how to drive, like getting my first bank account, like all the, all the firsts, all the pinnacles, you know, also all the wild moments too. But I did decide to go to beauty school and, um, it ended up going to a, vo- a vocational um, school that had cosmetology, a part of it called Vatara. I don't even know if it's still around, but that's where I went. And it was so much fun. So challenging. Had a, had a great instructor. Um, was so inspiring. Um, one of the things that I, I actually loved about my instructor was that she was a pastor and an instructor. And that was something that I like really like looked up to. And it's like hindsight is 2020. Um, because I feel like I'm, I'm going down like the same uh, path. And that's what prompted me to want to do this podcast. A lot of people in the beauty industry do suffer from um, some form of mental illness. One of the things specifically, I think, is anxiety, just because we do services for people. And it's it's very um, subjective. It's not objective, right? It's all indicated of we taking information and processing it and then being able to execute and deliver and translate what we talked with our guests and being able to give them that service. Um, so sometimes there's a, is a level of anxiety into it when you did all this hard work, you turn them around and you're expecting some sort of reaction and, and sometimes you don't get that. And it is an industry where you could work 12 hours a day on your feet, barely eat, barely hydrate. So it it is something where we do work very hard and not very smart. I will say we do give a lot of ourselves. Um, We're very, very giving people and we don't take the full time to to take care of ourselves, or take that full time to really invest in our learning beyond our skill set. So that was something that I really wanted to do 
with this podcast was kind of shed a light on um, self-care, mental health, getting adequate amount of sleep, being able to say no, um, being able to listen to your body and know when it's time to take a step back, because I do believe that that's something that is very huge. And it's something that a lot of us in our industry don't really take the time to, to, to fully marinate on that aspect. Um, so went there, um, got pregnant with my son, decided to come back home. So when I was in Memphis, I had accumulated about 300 hours. So in the beauty industry, um, our education or our satisfactory completion is not predicated on years of completion, right? Um, it's by satisfying a certain amount of clocked hours that is dictated by the state that you live in. So, um, I don't remember. I want to say that uh, Tennessee was either 1,400 or 1,500. Illinois is for sure 1,500. So I had about 300 hours. And one of the things I decided to do when I came home was I was like, you know, I could come home and start back up at a school. Um, but I would still have to take a leave because I do have to deliver my baby and spend time with my baby um, before I could come back. And I was like, is that something that I really want to do? So I made the bold choice of saying, you know what? I'm going to deliver my son full term, spend that time with him, and then I'm going to sign up for beauty school. And that was like a huge thing because I, I really want to stress to you guys, I'm extremely impatient. Like, not now, but at that moment in time, extremely impatient. Like, I was pregnant with my daughter, and I was, like, so impatient. I was like, will she hurry up and get here? Like, I want to meet her. Like, can she hurry up? Like, I was just so impatient. And I want you guys to really understand what embodies impatience, right? Um, now, I am not impatient, I'm excited. I look forward to the time of this thing coming to full maturity versus before I was just like, hurry up and get here. Hurry, just hurry up. And now I'm just like, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Like this is going to be happening soon. And I'm so excited. There's more expectation there than impatience. So it was huge for me to make that decision and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it that this is how we're going to do this so i waited um and while i was interviewing schools i had these 300 hours in my back pocket and i was like cool like i got these 300 hours like at least i got that right wrong uh a lot of these like what <clears throat> you know higher learning is a business period. And at that point in time, I didn't understand that. I was like, oh, they're trying to teach me. They want me to be better. And that may be true, but above all else, it's kind of like a business. Um, I personally don't operate that way, but that's something that I've ascertained over time. So they were like, yeah, 
you're going to pay um, basically full tuition, um, but you're going to have to self-study some of this um, and take our test to satisfy our curriculum. And I'm like, uh, you want me to pay $17,000 where a majority of the content I would have to self-study myself. I was like, yeah, no, I'll just start over. <laughs> I decided to start over after having been to school and gained a certain amount of, of information. I decided to, to, to start from the beginning. And so I really want you guys to understand that starting over, more specifically starting over on your own terms there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of the times it's kind of necessary. And I'm extremely thankful for that opportunity. Because the beauty school was not easy. It was very, very, very hard. Um, especially being a teen mom of two, I was probably... Um, 20 to 21 years old. So a single mom, uh, two kids living at home. Um, me and my children shared one bedroom and it was, it was difficult. You know, it, it was one of those things where do I have enough gas money to even get to school? Like I don't have any money to kind of like feed myself, like things, uh, things of that nature. So I'm very thankful for, the women that I met along the way in that journey who were like, we were so, so supportive and everyone had something about themselves that they kind of like brought to our friend circle. And it really helped us um, make that journey come full fruition. Right. Um, so long story short, I end up finishing beauty school. So you think that, Hey, you finished. What's the next step? So the next step is you sign up for state board, you take your state board exam and you are licensed. You're out here. You're making money. You're doing the dang thing. Like you're living your best life. That was not my reality. I watched my peers that be a part of the reality. That was not a part of mine. I actually graduated and I want to say it, it had to be a close to either a full calendar year or dang near close to a full calendar year um, before I actually took my test. I did not have the money to pay for this exam. I didn't have the money. And it was so funny because a woman who was so impatient, right? And with impatience, it's very easy for you to go into a negative headspace, right? And to give up and say, F it and, you know, pick up the pieces, right? But I actually decided I was like, okay, you know, like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Like, I don't know, like, what I'm going to do. Like, I had a job. I didn't have a job at that time anymore. And I was like, I don't know, like, what I'm going to do. But I practiced. 
I practiced. I used to religiously watch Beauty Shop with Queen Latifah and let it play, and I would practice. Um, I, I often say that in beauty school, you have your aha moment with either like styling, design, cutting, right? Or you're a great colorist. You comprehend color theory like nobody's business. And I would hashtag cut you. So like cutting design was like my thing. And I would practice it. I would practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it, styling, um, foiling, like practice, practice, practice. Until finally, um, my mom was like, like, what are you doing? Like, you went to school. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I, you know, like, what's going on? I was like, I don't have money to, to pay for this. <laughs> and so she invested that money into me um, and paid for me to take my exam. I took my exam and passed with flying colors. And it was on and popping. I was so excited. But the moral of my journey of how did I get started in the beauty industry. One of the things that I wanted to point out was the goal never changed, right? It was the path. Um, Being an instructor, one of the things I loved to quote, I guess it's my quote, so hashtag it's mine, don't steal it. use it, but give me the creds. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say that there's more than one way to get home, right? And home is your goal, your destination, um, your intended place of, of rest. And there's more than one way to, to get home. And that is how goals are. There's more than one way to get home. There's, there's more than one way for you to get to that expected destination. And I may have thought that getting my license and doing this was going to be super linear, right? And I was a night student, so I didn't even throw that out there. Yeah, I was a night student. So I have a love-hate relationships with nights because I love the vibes of nights, but I actually like being at home you know, but was a night student. And that program takes two years. So I I really want you guys to take a full awareness. This journey probably took me a solid four years, three and a half to four, four years. That's how long it took me. Okay, not everything is linear and it's okay. But one of the things that I'm thankful for is that I was able to fully understand the lesson of this journey. And the lessons was teaching me patience. Okay. There's more than one way to get home, right? I really want to go home. I, I really want to achieve this goal. And I could have got frustrated and decided like, no, I'm going to turn my car around and go back from whence I came. 
but I accepted that there's more than one way to, to get home. So that's really something I wanted to express and really hit home for you guys is that patience is key. But while you're in your waiting season, don't be sitting there with your hands clutched, right? And waiting. I practice during my waiting time. I made mistakes during my waiting time. I learned from those mistakes during my my waiting time. And I really do think that it was very key into where I am right now. And so for those of us that are fully immersed in this beauty industry, don't ever forget your origin story. And that is something that I pride myself as an instructor is never forgetting my origin story, never forgetting what it is like to be in the shoes of the people that I'm entrusted to instruct, never forgetting what it's like, the nervousness, the this tiny voice in your head, um, trying to hold it all together trying to focus, even though there's things going on outside of this school, right? And so I really wanted to take the time to dive deep in some of those things and to to really get your, your mind, get your mind like racing on that aspect, right? Because that's going to help you be a better leader. That's going to help you be a better stylist. This is Confessions of a Cosmetologist, but this is for anybody in the beauty industry. Um, This is for makeup artists. This is for nail techs, um, barbers. This is for you. Never forget your origin story. Never forget all the things that were surrounding you when you were trying to get home, when you were trying to get that license. Really, really, really hold on to that story. Because some of us get home, right? We we reach a goal and it's like a notch in our belt. And instead of referring to that when, when we're dealing in difficult situations, we take the pride route. And being like, well, I'm this, so blah, blah, blah. I don't care, you know, what you're doing. Like, I'm this. And um, I've, I've worked with a lot of people that were like that. Um, but as an instructor, I, I chose to take the, the posture of, okay, I remember what it was like. I, I overstand these emotions that you're dealing with. And this is some of what I would have wanted someone to do for me when I was in that place. So I really want you to take some time and go to Instagram and your Instagram stories and tell the people why you decided to be in the beauty industry and really give them that that origin story of what did it take for you to get this license, to get this party started um, and tag me in it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Shade, 
camille 717 and I would love to reshare some of those stories. I love a good story, girl. Like, I love a good movie. But I really thank you for listening to episode one of Confessions of a Cosmetologist, The Origin Story. So never forget your story because your story is going to help someone else unlock theirs. Good night.